Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, the room tone hath been received. Now it's time for a little sound checky check check. I want to know, have you ever seen Lorenzo Cain? All right, sound sounds pretty good to me. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Back! Tie game! Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. back baby it's the charity stripe hit your free throws because they free sold one body two coming at you guys hotter than sold one body one and i'm flanked on my right and on my left by defensive coordinator alex toss me the rock disopolis and head coach joshua fisher bound chicken wow wow is right we in the heezy fo sheezy um i took over this this uh this podcast today because I just came off the Lakers game. He's feeling um, himself. So I'm feeling myself. <laughs> Lakers came home with the dub over the Utah Jazz. That was a big one for them. LeBron was wearing a very dapper suit, but not the right suit that I wanted him to see in. I want to see him play, but whatever. We're not going to get actually, that. It was Nick's first, first NBA, NBA game, game ever. ever. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. 24 years old, and I experienced my first NBA It's game. cool that it got to great be in the seats. Staples Center. Too. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's a great area, honestly, LA Live. And, and there's not many places like that because Madison Square Garden is above Penn Station. And if you've ever been to Penn Station, it's disgusting. Penn Station is kind of gross. But you know what's not gross? What? That we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network in Los Angeles, guys. And I just have a question. One question. You can ask me what that question is, Toss. What is it, Nick? Do you believe? Believe, 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 believe. All right. Let's kick it off with some fan questions, APU as per usual. Dear Nick, Josh, and Toss from the Charity Stripe. That's right. I put myself first today. (laughs) I noticed. (laughs) Humble, humble. Uh, What's a better college championship, basketball or football? And that's from Dave in Dallas. So we have... The championship coming up on Monday, which you'll be listening to tonight. Today, tonight, tonight. yeah, yeah. Um, against Texas Tech versus uh, Virginia. Um, I'm gonna go and say that I enjoy watching the BCS national championship more for football. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of like a built up, honestly. It's I was thinking about it earlier because the BCS is built up throughout the year, so you're waiting throughout the entire season kind of it's week one it's the fight to the bcs march madness doesn't really happen until you get to march you have to get into march madness but once you're kind of locked into march madness you'll pay attention to the you know conference championship games because you'll be watching to see who's hot and who's not heading into march for your bracket but the real excitement does not build up for the you know the national championship game for basketball until you get to march for college football it really i mean it starts on week starts one before that i mean look we look at the the rankings last year, and it was Alabama and Clemson, mm-hmm. right? One and two, respectively. And they ended up playing in the national championship. And if you looked at, for basketball, Tech wasn't in the conversation to play in the national championship. No. No. Most people are talking Duke, Gonzaga. Michigan State. Michigan State. Kentucky. Yeah. That was the really... I mean, if you look Even at... Even Kansas at the beginning of the season, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. If you looked at our bracket pool, honestly, in over 300 brackets... There's I, one person that has Tech winning it all. 
was there? That's there, right. There is. Yeah, there's but, one person. But, but they missed all their other yeah, picks. That person's so, not close to even There winning. is one person that has Virginia beating Tech in the final, which I thought was very impressive. Who's at the really top impressive. of water? Yeah, and I spoke to him about it the other day, and he 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 gave me the reasons. He and you know what? It's looked hindsight twenty twenty. Everyone, it's like one of those things. Like it happens year in and year out. Like I remember with Oregon a couple years back. I think it was like was it Jordan Bell that got hurt for Oregon. Um, I some, thought it was Dylan Brooks that got hurt. Sorry, Dylan Brooks that yeah. got hurt for Oregon. And everyone was ready to count them out. They were a three seed. And I, yeah, I mean, I had them getting bounced in the second round. And it was the same thing with Tech. You know, they, they were hot, and all of a sudden I lose to West Virginia in the Big 12. And I'm ready to bounce them very quickly. You know, I, in some brackets, I had them going to the Elite Eight. In some, like one. And, you know, you sleep on their prior success. <sighs> you, you, you don't really – you kind of ignore them, and you don't take them seriously because they're Texas Tech, and there's so many other – they're better teams in the Big 12, and then you have the ACC and the SEC, which came on by storm this year. You know, so you kind of you know leave them off to the side. But they're and obviously the Big Ten, but they were fantastic. And I think March Madness as a whole is way more exciting than the college football playoffs because the college football playoffs does not have that pedigree yet. It's it's, it's still a baby. Yeah, you know, and, and they're still missing two teams. I'm very adamant that they need to have. A they 16. definitely need to expand it. I mean, we've been saying a lot of people say it. We've been saying it. I, I feel I feel like eventually it's inevitably going to happen. Inevitably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Blah. Um, but I mean, probably would not within the next two years. No, mm-hmm. I'm not before. No I not, yeah, not before 2020. Definitely not. I would say probably 2022. Yeah, just but there is definitely. More, I think there's definitely more hype around the BCS national championship just because more people. I feel like watch college football. I, I actually disagree. One, I think this is one of the hardest questions we've ever had. Yeah, I I think it's that pretty tough. Okay, and it might just be maybe because I have. Like, I like basketball so much. Yeah. But I think that so many people who know nothing about basketball, who know nothing about college sports, can get involved in the March Madness tournament. And then it brings that many more people to get excited That's about true. the sport. That's true, yeah. People who, you know, you're talking to someone in the office who literally has no idea who's supposed to win, but then they picked, you know, Texas Tech to win. And now they're, like, invested in this game. Yeah. Where if it's not their team— or they're like, oh, Alabama, of course they're in the you know the BCS National Championship again. And then they're like, I'm not going to watch. I don't care. Is it crazy? And I think, I think the college football playoff is starting to take this on. And it's because they play both games in the same day. Is it crazy that, the fi- that I think the Final Four gets more hype than the actual championship game? Yes. No, I mean, it's not crazy. It's Sorry. not crazy. It's I not agree. crazy. I, I agree think, with you. Yeah. Because they call it the Final Four. They don't call it you know the the champ the finals and i would think the final four absolutely smacks the first round of the college football playoffs but definitely, once it gets definitely. To the, the bcs for me will always have a special place in my heart just because you know it, it's the bcs national championship game and, and it's that i think you know trumps the the finals of march madness but this year i think it's going to be a fantastic game sometimes you don't get the teams you, you the best teams don't play you get the hot teams that get in there and the other it. thing to consider is that the whole entire sport of football is in playoff mode in January, right? So you have the national championship game, but you also have NFL playoffs going on. Right okay. now, there's no NBA playoffs going on. So this is the only thing. Yeah, that we're right. For, we're for about, to be, there. about exactly. to be there. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I also think that it's as as much as I like the, the BCF playoffs um, and the college football playoff, I think that if you had asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have said the national championship in football. I would have said the BCS national championship. As much as I like what the college football playoff does for college football, I think that the game has somewhat diminished in value in my mind because we haven't seen now every year, every year it gets more and more important to me. But the the, the, the final game yeah, gets more and more important. Absolutely. But, but those I don't care I don't really care about the the playing game. The no, first round. No. I mean, because I know who's going to win most years. It's so obvious. And maybe that's just because Alabama and Clemson have been so dominant yeah. in the last eight years. It, they, they, I didn't want to watch that Notre Dame-Clemson game, to be honest. And, and I know it's that's like a shameful thing to say as a sports you know, podcaster and reporter, but the it's it's the truth. I mean, I knew there was no doubt in my mind that the Clemson was going to smack them. I will we say, knew. Everyone knew. There was no doubt in my I mind. I will say there are some playing games that are pretty, like, awesome. Like, Two years ago, when OU played against Georgia in the Rose Bowl, that's that been was, the best. That game. was amazing. But that's been the best playing game. I but think. that's the thing that, like, if we they're to, if they were to expand the playoffs, then there's going to be more teams that are more comparable in, in yeah, skill. Yeah. You know, and those first two teams get the buys. Because Ohio State and Georgia should have been in over Notre Dame. They are better teams. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Haskins is a better player, and he needed to be in that game. And that, and that Ohio State offense was fantastic. And that Georgia team as a whole, I thought, was very good. Right. It was great. 
I thought they were robbed. I think they might have been the third best team in the country. Yeah, I mean, I just think even though they lost, they did lose to Texas. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think Texas was a better football team, and that's unbiased. They just came to play. They came to play. I don't think Georgia really showed up. No, as much. No, no, no. Yeah. So quickly going down the line, uh, basketball championship or football toss? Basketball. I'm gonna say football. I'm gonna say football championship, but I like March Madness better than the entire the entirety of. I will definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. Moving on to question number two, dear Nick, Josh, and Toss from the Charity Stripe. How many MVPs will Giannis Antetokounmpo win in his career? And that's from Robert in New York. This is a very interesting one. Um, and Giannis kind of took over the Mike Trout effect for me. I, for some reason, will always, and I'll admit it, I'll always root against the what I deem to be the perfect player. Because to me, no player can be perfect. And when everyone's like, oh, this guy's the perfect player, the perfect player. I'm like, no, 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 there's a fault. There's a fault. You know? But Giannis... Honestly, the minute he gets that three-point shot up and the free throw percentage up, there is no way that he will not be the best player in the NBA. And he's not even at his best right now, and he probably will win the MVP. He probably will win the MVP this year. He this definitely is, is. Trout is way more perfect than he is. Yes. Right now. But but he's, I've never seen an athlete. I've never seen an athlete in my lifetime that his his growth has been so exponential. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. I, he, it, he has just skyrocketed. He's absolutely skyrocketed, this kid, and he's not at his best, and he's and he's about to win the MVP award over a guy who's averaging thirty six in a game. And we'd say it all the time that yeah, you could you you could score you know thirty five points in the NBA nowadays by accident. Heck, you could even score forty points in the NBA, but you can't average thirty six points in a game by accident. That's a completely ridiculous stat. That is an unworldly. That's like a good top ten score. Thirty and thirty. Time. Thirty games. How many right? thirty yeah. plus in thirty, 30 games? games yeah. How many games has Harden gone over fifty this season? It's like twelve at least, right? No, not twelve. Like eight, I, I think. I, really? I think it's getting close there. It's getting close to double digits. Really? I mean but yeah, I mean Harden has put the team on his back. I would vote Harden to be the MVP. I don't think he's gonna win it. And the fact that Giannis is gonna well, win it. We put this, this as a poll that this is probably the toughest or closest MVP race has been in a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it has been. And <clears throat> I think Giannis um, or the, when the year that Nash, there was one year where Kobe probably should have won it, but Nash won it. Um, yeah, I think it was his first time or I don't know. It was one, it was, he won it back to back. It was Nash's first time. First time. Yeah. Where he went 90, 50, 40. He only averaged like 17 points a game, but his team, but they made the playoffs. They were like the three seed or something like that. They were pretty nasty. They were really nasty. Yeah. Um, but I think if you, there's no players coming up as good as Zion Williamson is as good as RJ Barrett is, there's no guys coming up. There's no guys that have come up after Giannis that can really supersede him. I think, but I think like okay, if like a Luca or Trey Young can really get hot and turn it on, because I think Trey Young, I think he could take a massive jump next year. And I think, I'm, will he be Steph Curry? I don't know, but he, I've seen flashes of that. Well, Luca, Luca could be a guy like we've never seen before, and that's crazy to me. Yeah. So those guys can really take the threshold. You still have Kawhi. You still have Russell Westbrook, who, honestly, the fact that I love Paul George, I think he's having an amazing year. This guy's averaged triple-double three years in a row. That is also Crazy. completely ridiculous. That is a, that's, that's a ridiculous stat line. You can't. No one does that. No one has ever done that before. Here's what, here's what I'll say very quickly. That if Giannis wins this year, mm-hmm. and he wins against Harden, who's having the best year of his career, career it's the best better year Harding th- can ever have that he can ever have better than his mvp season last year yes. i think there is something to be said that once you've won an mvp they are less likely to give you an mvp again so that's why i don't think that while while Giannis will probably put up the stats to win like five or six mvps i don't see him winning three i see him i, I really don't or more than three I, I think that's his i think that's his cap I think there's only one reason I'll disagree with you, and I think, and you have a great point. I think they start to cap players. They do, but I think a thing that helped Nash was that he played in fucking Phoenix. Giannis plays in fucking Milwaukee. He doesn't play in Los Angeles. Yeah, he doesn't play in Boston. Sure, he doesn't play in Chicago. He doesn't play in Miami. He plays in fucking Milwaukee. All right, y'all ever? Any of you guys ever been to Milwaukee? No, no, Nicholas. I have not. But my mom used to live there. Okay. Your mom, okay, there you cool. go. Cool, ties. <laughs> ties, nice. Ties, yeah. yeah. I actually do want to go to, I think we should road trip to a brewer game because I think that'd be the coolest way to get out of the city. <clears throat> hey, you yeah. know, the Brewers had the MVP this season. So. They did. And I think, I just think that that's like an exception. If they will, they want If they continue to be number one at the end in the East going into the playoffs and he has the stat line that he has, 
for the next five years, how can you not give it to him? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, how can you not give it to him? Because there's no – Steph's only getting older. Katie's only getting older. LeBron's getting, only getting older. It's like the same thing I'm kind of seeing in football right now because no one's coming up behind Pat Mahomes. And the guys ahead of him are only getting older. And if you want it now, you think this kid's going to get worse? No. No exactly. way. Exactly. No way. Look how much better he's already gotten from year to year. One year. Yeah. His first year as a starter, he won the MVP. Threw for 50 touchdowns. What What about a guy like two guys that I think could be pretty dangerous, and they're also both very young? One guy you really like, and this is kind of a very dark horse pick, but if Kyrie gets moved and Jason Tatum, Tatum has to really step up as the number one guy there, I mean, he the sky's the limit for how many points he can average in a game. I think he. I want to see him be by himself, kind of, because I mean, and, and I don't mean to say like throw away Gordon Hayward, but I, I would kind of like to see Kyrie move somewhere else solely so I can see how good Jason Tatum could really become, because I think he could kind of be, end up being like the next Kobe. Um, his one-on-one yeah, scoring I style think, is I so think... similar. I know he's a little bit bigger, so he plays a little bit more like Carmelo in that regard. But I always compare him to Carmelo. When he's I talk to he's, him. he's quicker though. He he's got he's got a better first step. He's a better ball handler than Carmelo was at that point in his career. Yeah, but Melo can just He can't back a guy down like Melo can. He's not as big and strong as Melo is, dude. Melo is That's why that's why I liken him more to a Kobe Kobe. jab step. Yeah, Melo triple threat. Melo's a a tank. Uh, Yeah. Jason Tatum, I we put that as a poll too. People obviously poo pooed that and I understand it because you as long as Kyrie's there, he really can't win the MVP. And there are there's so many dicks on the dance floor in in Boston. There Mm. really are. You know, so it's tough for a guy like that. My other guy though Joel Embiid, if if he does what he he's so he's such a stat sheet monster. I mean, if he can up his blocks and really like become a just a bolstering defender, then it's going to be hard because he scores so many points. You talk about how many times Harden has gotten fifty. This guy's a center and he's scored over forty points like 10, 15 times a he's, season. He's the guy. He's like the old school center that could hit. Obviously, he hits the three and he's got good handles. But he's the most dominant big man force I've seen offensively, at least in Shaquille O'Neal. It's a very big statement. It is a big statement, but it's, I think it's hard to contest that. I think he's a better offensive player than AD is. Sorry. I think he's a better offensive player than Carl Anthony Town is. He's certainly more. He's certainly a more dominant offensive player than both of them. And it's, it's, I, you disagree with me when I say this. I think Boogie's my favorite offensive big man. I think he's surpassed him this I year. I think he's surpassed him this year is what I was going to say. But then you have to keep in mind, like we, we treat Giannis like a guard. And Giannis is 6'11". As well. Yeah. He's a... And Giannis rebounds with the best of them. And he, oh, he's and like a notch down from Embiid. In the, Embiid he's averaging like three, 13 rebounds a game. It's ridiculous. If Embiid were to take over Giannis, he would have to take over Gobert as the best defensive player in the league. If he takes over Gobert as the best defensive player in the league, then I would be willing then, – then you could really make a case. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, and you, it's the only issue with Embiid winning it and the only issue with a guy like Tatum, even if Kyrie leaves, and a guy like Luka and Trey, Giannis is going to get better. Yeah. There's no, there is no ceiling for this guy. And Beatery has the rebound shot. Giannis doesn't. The other thing to consider is that he's only 24 years old right now. Um, I think they both are. I think they're the same age. Really? Well, I'm saying that Giannis is 24 years old right now, and he's on the way to winning his first MVP. LeBron was 25 when he won his first MVP, and LeBron won four. And LeBron, yeah, and LeBron was even at his best until two, three years ago. When he didn't, when they, when then they stopped giving him the MVP because he was the resounding best player in the world. I, there's just very few players I'm seeing out there coming up. Even like a Zion or an RJ, like I said, there's very few players like behind. Well, Zion's winning like eight MVPs. I mean, that's our. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go with four. I'll say he hits four. I'll four? say three. I I think three as well. Okay. Okay. We're Moving on to question number three. Dear Nick, Josh, and Toss from the Charity Stripe, who still has. Who still has more to prove, KD or Aaron Rodgers? That's from Hank and Austin. This is another. We got three really tough questions here. <laughs> tough questions. Great questions, though. Um, because gut. I mean, gut, gut check right away. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers because he's won one championship. But that's gut check. That's my gut check. That's your gut check, and that was my gut check too. When I got it, I'm like, oh, this is like easy. I mean, put up as a poll. Easy question. You know, it's. But who, who has more to prove? He really like in KD. Statistically, from a statistic standpoint, they both have done phenomenal. I know what work. you're thinking, is that KD has won championships with these other superstars in Golden State, and Rodgers has pretty much won the championship with Green Bay, not on his own, but he was the superstar of that team. KD's not the only superstar on Golden State. That's exactly what I'm thinking. So does KD have to go to his own team 
to prove himself more. Is that is that what I mean? I mean, I think Rodgers, he has the ability to win uh, maybe one more, but I don't see anything who did going he past beat? that. Who did Rodgers beat? The Steelers, right? Yeah. Beat the Steelers. Beat the Steelers. And I, I, I it's tough because that's exactly what I'm thinking. That's a great, I, it was a great Steelers team, too. And I've said, and I've said, I think I've said on the show before that KD has nothing left to prove. And I can stand by that. I would really like, and I, he's going to, if he goes anywhere, which I don't even know if he will, he'll go to New York probably in some facet. If he went to Brooklyn to play with D'Lo, that would be the ultimate swag move. I think it'd be swag if, if he went to the Knicks and they also drafted Zion. That'd be cool to watch. That'd be cool. You know, I, I could I'm, not, th- I'm not threat- not th- threatened, I guess. I'm like, not, if I'm, I'm not, anyone else in the NBA, I don't know how threatened I am by that. I can promise you, the Zion KD team, unless they get another superstar, and if Kawhi stays with that Raptors team, I don't I don't like them more than the Raptors. I don't like them more than the Bucks. And heck, I don't even like them more than the healthy Celtics. Listen, and when, when, when Gordon Hayward scores 20-plus in a game, the Celtics almost cannot lose. I think it's it's like the not, biggest... Not to mention the Sixers. The NBA has changed. Look at the Lakers this year. LeBron is the best player in the world, and they're not even in the playoffs. No. You have to have multiple superstars on your team to win a championship and a great coach. Those are like the things, the key pieces. And so I think that, or yeah, you're absolutely right that, that KD going to New York with Zion, who we think will be a, a perennial superstar, all-star. Yeah. all-star in, in, An eight-time know. MVP. Sure, sure, Nick. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, yeah, that's not the recipe for success in KD's future. I mean, if you get Dennis Smith Jr. another year, I like what DSJ. he can do. Yeah, I think he's a really good player. Yeah. Um, but but in terms for Rodgers, for what he has left to prove, because the guys who are considered the greatest, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, Peyton Manning, you know, even well, he Brett has the Favre. same amount of rings as Brees, but he's just not. But the stats aren't all there, too. No, so he has not. to have another at least – like eight years, I feel like in the league to even catch up to Breeze's stats. Well, I think the difference is that Rogers. And that's not going to happen. Rogers 30, isn't going to play till he's, he's thirty. He's thirty-five now. He's thirty-five. He's not going to play till he's forty-three. That's the problem that's going against him is that because he's gotten injured so often, he he's not going to be able to put up those no. the stats that Breeze has. He's not an Iron Man like like Breeze nor how Favre was. So I think that for him, it, it's always been about the championships and right. showing he's gotta, he is like the most talented quarterback, how everyone praises him to be. He's got to make his – if he has anything to prove, it's going to be that he can win. And secondly, he's got to keep that accuracy up. He can take that away from Breeze. He can take away being the most accurate quarterback of all time away from Breeze, but he's never going to catch him in yards and touchdowns. And he's but, never going to catch Brady in championships. Breeze is, Breeze is like, the, the accuracy is 1A, 1B when it comes to those two guys yeah. I'm comparing them. And Rodgers, you know, we're just all of a sudden, there is a small black cloud. I don't know if this could just be me that's noticing this or feeling this way. There's a small black cloud cast upon Aaron Rodgers over his head. You know, he's, he's not the Tom Brady fiery leader. It's, he's yeah. not the Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, good guy in the locker room. It's, and like I, I've said it before, and y'all have said it before. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It's, 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 when it's Drew Brees, it's the fucking Saints. When it's Tom Brady, it's the goddamn Patriots. It's not Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's the Patriots. It's the Saints. But when it's the Packers, it's just Rodgers. It's Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers show, and everybody else is an afterthought, and you cannot win a championship like that. Listen, you could say what you want about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant if went you- to the Warriors and was just, and he molded. It was not Katie and the Warriors. He, it was, he molded into that team. He, he, he found his spot in that team. He didn't try. Listen, KD's not coming out here scoring and leading the league in scoring, is he? Is he even top three? No. You know? So he has found his place in that team. He's there to win. I will say that for him. I will say that he did not try to do too much and take over that team. Listen, they both kind of, they both kind of have this like bad boy attitude where they like don't like playing by anyone's rules because for whatever reason, they think that they're so much better and so much more talented than everyone that they don't have to. Yeah. But Durant's winning, though. So like that's why I can't knock him while I can knock Rodgers. Yeah. Because he and, and he put himself in a position to win too. And I know that some of that is out of Aaron Rodgers' control, but if you're the quarterback, I mean it's your job to to lead the team. Mm-hmm. It's going to be to get everyone what, on the same page. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens next season for both of these players because they both have the opportunity to be under new coaching. Cuz Rodgers is getting a new coach. With LaFleur. Yep, LaFleur. And, and KD could go somewhere. And KD else. can go somewhere else. Um, it's, I think I'm not going to make a prediction on KD yet, but I will say this on Rogers. It's the time is not only t- it's ticking so rapidly because 
Because their division is getting scary. If you're going to sit there and count out the Vikings, you are on Jay Chicken call it crack cocaine. If you The Bears won the division, and I do not see them giving that up. I don't see the Bears losing the division this year. I mean, I predicted them to be my Super Bowl you have, team exactly. for the NFC. That was your, that was your ending. Super, you, at the yep. end of the season, Nick, you said that you were going to win or go to the Super I Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl. And, and I still stand by that. And I, I, how, can I, how can I really disagree with you? I like what the Packers have done on the defensive end. They need to get a pass rusher in there, and they need to get some. They need to get Rodgers more weapons because Devontae Adams can't do it alone. And for some reason, they're, they're, the run game has, has never added up. And you can blame McCarthy all you want, but it takes two to tango. All right, it takes two to tangle in there. Well, they have to have a sick draft. They have two picks. They've done the really. They've done. They drafted well. I've felt in the last couple of years. Let's see what they can do going forward. But I, th- I do think Rodgers has more to prove because things are coming out about him that I don't like to read. I agree. Rodgers has more to prove. Toss. Rodgers has more to prove. That's a sweep. All right, moving on to question number four. Dear Nick, Josh, and Toss and Cherry Stripe, where does Christian Yelich rank? amongst MLB's best, and that is from Dylan in Milwaukee. Dylan's been to Milwaukee. Dylan lives in Milwaukee. Dylan lives in Milwaukee. Um, Where does Yelich rank among... Milwaukee's best. <laughs> where does Yelich... Nice plug. Where nice. does Yelich rank amongst the best players in baseball? Um, Obviously, I will put him behind Trout, and this is position players. I'll put him behind Trout and Mookie Betts and Arenado. <sighs> I think he's at four. I don't know, and you know I love Arenado. You know I love he's, Arenado. He's for sure. Josh, you have him for sure behind Mookie, though. I also don't uh, know about that. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, bro. And you know what? The Yelich is also, he will always have a place in my heart. And and you know what? I have I, there, There's evidence of this out there. The minute I saw this kid swing a bat in AAA, I told my I you creamed I, yourself. I, I creamed myself. Wow! Goodness I said gracious. this kid. I said this kid's gonna be a superstar. I knew it the minute I knew it the minute I saw him play. I knew it. He's gonna and, be a superstar. And ever since then, every time you've seen him live, you've brought two pairs of underwear. I brought two. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's and you, you you look at players and you go, oh, this guy's gonna be amazing. And sometimes you're wrong. I've been like that before. Like I can, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Like Dante Exum, I thought he was gonna be a superstar. Clearly, he's not. Okay, and I've been wrong. You baseball, I'm usually more right than I am wrong. And there were certain guys I've seen, like Ryan Howard, I knew was going to be unbelievable. I knew Nelson Cruz was going to break out late. I, there, there's guys I could kind of pinpoint, but Yelich was that guy. And I, and I have, always have a special place in my heart for him because I saw that coming. And I, and I personally, I feel selfishly, I feel great about that. So I'll always give him a little extra. But this guy's an unbelievable tear. He, they're going to win the division again. Speaking of, I, I unless <coughs> barring any unforeseen injuries, and they don't have a great, they don't have a great pitcher. And they're going to, they're going to add pitchers. They're definitely going to look could, to add to the deadline. They could totally sign Keuchel any day now, and I would be awesome. And that would make them the most dangerous team in the NL, I think, because that defensively they're great. Their lineup's fantastic. He could do anything on the plate at the plate. He could do anything at the plate. He had he, his one hundredth home run today. Yeah, he just and he was at five home runs already on the year. You know, other than Cody Bellinger, the guy's like the, been the most dangerous hitter in the National League. He is lethal. And I'm going to put him behind Mookie because he's a great fielder, but he's not as good of a fielder as Mookie. He's not as dangerous in the base path. He's not as versatile of a player as Mookie Betts. So I'll put him behind Mookie. I for think now. that's why he goes behind Arenado for me, though, because Arenado is by far, I mean, he's I mean, the Matt, best defensive third baseman in the game. He might be the, de- the best defensive player in the and any position in the entire game. I just, I think Matt Chapman's a better defender. Really? He's great. Well, mm. It's tough. It's t- I mean, You know what? Listen, you know, I love Arenado. Arenado was like one of my favorite players in the league. Top five favorite players. Yeah. I think I've loved him forever, too. And, you know, it, it's a tough call. And you've seen him obviously play a fuck ton because you watch the NOS games like a hawk. Yep. I think I think he's like tied for third. Okay, so those two are tied. That's where I put him. I, I don't think the other discuss- much discussion needs to be thrown in there. If you throw in pitchers... Um, I would put him. I would put him tied for fifth. Okay. Uh, I think I think there's one pitcher, uh, or maybe two pitchers. There's, there's two for me. It's, it's Scherzer and Degrom. Yeah, there's Scherzer and Degrom. I think Degrom is the second best overall player in baseball. Really? Yeah, he's better than Mookie. Okay. I'd rather have Jacob Degrom than Mookie Betts. All right. Cool. Is Toss, that, where do you put him? I think he's he's fourth for me. Fourth. So we all. That's okay. including the two pitchers, though. Okay, so oh. he's ahead of Scherzer. Oh wow! No, I I think Mookie's after. Oh really? I think I just I mean when so, I watch so him swing the, when I watch him swing the bat, yeah. I'm like mesmerized. He's so it's such a pure swing. It's like yeah, it's not it doesn't remind me of the, the the way the bat swung doesn't remind me of Ken Griffey Jr. But like the beauty of it kind of yeah. yeah. It's so crazy too how much pop he has because he's so skinny. 
you know, he's, he's a but string bean. He's tall, though, he's dude. Long, he's quick, man. Long and quick hands. Baby. I mean, he's got a beautiful swing. I mean, yeah. The mechanics of a baseball player takes you so far. Yeah, like Soriano was so scrawny, but his bat was so long, and he could fucking whip that thing. Yeah, his bat speed was unreal. Soriano's bat speed was unreal, and he was so skinny. It's crazy. I think it's cool that all these guys. I mean, you talk about Trout, you talk about Yelich, you talk about Mookie. Mm-hmm. All these guys are young. It's a young man's game now. They're young guys. Very excited to see. That's why you like. That's why like you. I mean, you'll Nolan's see young too, isn't he? He's on. He's, yeah, he's like twenty eight, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty seven. Uh, he's got. He got each guy like a nine year deal. Yeah, Colorado, big time they, deal. Well, I'll tell you something right now. Milwaukee should be looking to extend Christian Yelich pretty soon. Yeah, keep him there for the rest of his life. Yep. All right, we're moving on to question number five. Bobby Bonilla, him. Bobby Bonilla, that contract. All right, question number five. Dear Nick, Josh, and Toss from the Charity Stripe, what's the next move for the Phoenix Suns? And that is from Steven in Los Angeles. Um, Draft Zion Williamson, or they're actually in a cool position, I think. Because Zion, they either I, take Zion or Ja. I think Ja's a better f- Zion's the best player, yes, but Ja is a great fit for them. So even if they end up with the second pick, it's not the end of the world. So what happens if they have the first pick? What Zion, about what? If, okay, you can't you don't pass them. You don't pass them. You don't trade that pick. Four. No. For for the two or the three, and try to take Ja, and then get something else in return. You can't. You can't do that. You can't be doing that. You got to take that kid. You you yeah. don't trade that. <clears throat> okay. The only one that could trade. I mean, you could the Knicks can maybe trade. Look, it's that not like we were talking Anthony about Davis. We're talking about how Anthony Bennett is like one of the biggest flops of all time going into the draft. People weren't looking at Anthony Bennett like they're looking at, looking at Zion Williamson. It's the complete opposite. Wait, exactly. so would the, would the Knicks be able to get, let's say the Pelicans have the ninth pick, which is I think where they're projected to pick. Yeah, they'll the Knicks be able to get Anthony Davis and the ninth pick for the for one. the one. No, they would actually have to give it more because Zion, as good as Zion is and as cheap as he is, the, he is not a sure thing. Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis has only got one more year left on his contract. There's no gar- but there's no yet. guarantee that he's going to stay there. Well, you you trade for with him the Knicks. You trade for him with the intent, with the knowing that he signs. That you would, sign, yeah, you're going to sign, sign trade. Him. It's yeah. like a sign and trade type deal, and they would be able to get him for a five year deal. That's like the, that's a that's a good scenario, Nick, where that could happen. Um, would it be interesting if the Suns try to do that and try to get AD over to Phoenix and he agrees to sign there? That would be pretty bonkers, and it's it's a shot in the dark. But the the, the dark's not that dark's not that dark. It's not pitch black because Devin Booker's there. They both went to Kentucky. There's some kind of there's some kind of tie. Um, that it, it's it's crazy thought, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I think the Suns and best move they could and the person you want them to pull in Boogie, Phoenix, yeah, or like a veteran point guard. Oh no no, we were talking about Carl Anthony Towns. That's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we were talking with about the Carl, tree, last with time. the T Wolves. That yeah. was about him crazy. Um, they could maybe get like a. It doesn't have to be like a Mike Conley. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. They could try to get somehow get Ricky Rubio away from the Jazz. Try to bring him aboard. It's not very sexy though. Not a se- but they don't need a sexy point guard. They need a, they need an effective point guard. Who's their need... better point guard, Jaw or Kobe White? On the Suns. Jaw. Jaw. Is he though? He's an uh, yeah. He's because uh, the way he gets. I love Kobe White. I think Kobe White's gonna be a top five pick as he should be. Kobe White might be the fourth player taken. Top and, top one hair top in the one draft hair in the draft for sure. That's a great call, Nick. And Ja, the way he gets to the lane. Is it ridiculous of me to say that I think Kobe White's a better fit for their team than John Morant? Uh, because Devin ridiculous. Booker needs the ball in his hands that much for him to. And Kobe doesn't have to dominate as much as Ja does. No, and he's a better off ball shooter. Well, Zion. That's why Zion and RJ might be better fits than. I think they should. Listen, Jaw's a great fit. I wouldn't take him with the second. I think thing. Ja he needs a he needs a Trey Young situation. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not going to come into the NBA and be Russell Westbrook. That's not going to happen. I think and best, I don't care what the comparisons say. The best fit for Ja Morant to me would be with the Memphis Grizzlies and have the Grizzlies move away Conley for something cheap and then get out of that contract and have him pair him with Jer- Jaron Jackson Jr. That's the best case scenario for John Moran. It won't happen because I don't think they'll be picking that low, but that would be the best case scenario for him. He can't go to the Hawks because that would be stupid for the Hawks. the Hawks. I think it's fun for him to go to the Magic, though, and take over DJ August, like let the reign of DJ Augustine just end. So have, that they but, the need- ma- but the Magic won't be picked. The Magic are going to playoff picture right now. Yeah, it's true. They're, I don't know how they're so good right now. Because Terrence Ross has been great. They have these two foreign white guys who we've been shitting on for like the past year and a half, and they've put it together. 
and foreign white guys go hard. Vucevic and Hazonia. No, Hazonia's the next. And Fournier. Oh yeah, sorry, Fournier. And yeah. I, I three points. You, I, you, I just had you Hazonia in your mind because I texted Toss when Hazonia yeah. had a triple double the other night. Well, he was on their team, then they moved I, him. I said I quit basketball because <laughs> Hazonia had a triple double. Um, I thought he was going to be good too. Um, it's a shame. He could fly. He could really dunk. The, so you think yeah. it's going to go Zion Jaw no matter what. No, I, I mean, no, not no matter what, and I don't think it should. I think RJ should be the second overall pick because I think he's going to be. A, he's a lock to me to be a superstar. He's a lock to be a superstar. There's no way that guy's not going to be sick. Yeah, no, I the ceiling for Jean Moran is sky high, but I, I don't like. Let's not. I just I hate that people like he has the similar style of play, the similar energy, the similar pace, playmaking ability that Russell Westbrook has. But Russell Westbrook is now almost thirty years old. He's not as strong. He's not as strong, but I but like he can put ten pounds on in in you know the NBA, um, but like Russell Westbrook has played, he has developed his playmaking ability to where now he might be the best passer in the NBA. We've talked about this before, and like that's gonna take some time for Jaw to get in that position, and he needs to have the ball in his hands as many touches that Trey Young's getting in a game. And it's I think just, I agree with you. Memphis is a good place for him to just yeah, go and grow because there's no like you can't go to Cleveland because Collins there. And Colin, they can't really give up on Colin that quickly. No, because he's um, a, he's like their best player right now. I think Culver, if, if 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 somehow Cleveland doesn't get one of those top three guys, I think Culver's great for Cleveland. I really like Jared Culver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd be good there. Um, but yeah, it's the Suns. They got to get Zion. He's obviously their one. Um, and I would I would go RJ too because I think Booker he's he's getting better with the ball in his hands. And then bring a veteran point guard to them. Yeah, like a Rubio. Yeah, like a Rubio would be great. Something a guy like who's that. really just there to distribute and play defense. Yeah. Doesn't need to do and, and hit threes. That's it. He's like the perfect player. Maybe make a trade for Terry Rozier. Interesting. Would, yeah, which would be a good move. Interesting. Because I'm sure he'll get moves. And then Jaw as their third option. Yeah, Jaw's a third option. I would still take RG over him, but that's just me. Okay. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks for the fan questions. Keep them coming. Hit us up on Instagram. We love answering them. Now moving on to you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You're kidding me. Kidding me? Are you kidding me? This guy? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me or what? You've got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Oh, you got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me. The championship for the NCAA Women's National Championship on basketball today. Um, it was a great finish. Baylor to eighty-one. Baylor, Baylor squeaked Baylor it out. Bears. Kim Mulkey. Bears. Yeah. Kim Mulkey's third national championship. She's now tied with Jean Ariyama and um, Pat, Pat Summit. Yep, Pat Summit. R.I.P. They, and they are also legends. Legends. They're only. She's like the third. She's the Baylor's the third school to have m- more than three championships, three or more, with with Tennessee and with UConn. Um, and they it, stopped Notre Dame from winning back to back. Yeah, and UConn's got eleven, and and uh, Tennessee's got eight. Ogunbowale, our lady, our, our female player of the year in the Stripies, had an unbelievable game. She kind of R.J. Barrett it at the end of the game, though. She missed that first free throw. It was so sad. Um, but Chloe Jackson for Baylor, who wasn't their point guard, who, who was not like a playmaking point guard. She was a grad transfer, you know, a grad student, sorry. And she came in this year, and she kind of took over this Baylor Lady Bears team, and she was phenomenal in this game. She hit many clutch buckets at the end of the game, including the game winner with 3.9 seconds left. And this is back-to-back championships for, for in, co- in uh, college women's sports where they've been phenomenal. Last year's they was, had one loss this season. They had one loss this season. Last year, like they they won on the you know the, in the semifinals, they won, and, and at the end of the game, the Notre Dame won on two buzzer beaters last year. Ridiculous. Yeah, you know it's it's like you want you you look at it, and I'll admit this: you look at it on ESPN, and you go, "I'm just going to watch the tenth game of the season in baseball." <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I said. I said I'm gonna go watch. That's true. I'm gonna go. I look, that's it. I'm gonna go watch the a, a meaningless game between the Rockies and Dodgers as far as playoff picture goes. It's like this early on, you know, and you immediately when you look, the highlights come on and you immediately regret it. You immediately regret missing that because that game was the ending of that game was beautiful. Well, here's the thing: is that throughout the season, these games are blowouts. Baylor's whooping teams like by sixty points, smacking them, smacking them. But that's not the same case when you're playing against Notre Dame, or or Tennessee, or UConn. When like these programs that have these superstar, you know, players, yeah. players, yeah, it's not going to be a sixty point blowout. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be a sixty point blowout. And those games are great. It's just 
it's it's getting there. It's but that wasn't even like that was like it was like the on ESPN, not the shit that much on ESPN, but it was on ESPN on their website. It was like the front cover, the front page, but there was no box score. Like there was a box score of like the Laker game right below it. There was a box score of like the Laker game. They're not even playing LeBron. Or Ingram. Alex Caruso's playing or, the most minutes oh, on the team. He was sick today. Or Ball or, or you know, or Kuzma. That was like right below it. And like the Rockies and the Dodgers. Like their box score should have been there. It's not getting it's still not getting the same face that sh- that, that that the other sports are getting. And I could and we know why that's happening. But it shouldn't be the case because that game was that could have been one that could have been the best game in the entire March Madness. And there's prestige. There's prestige involved in women's college basketball. It's been going on for a long time. When you have someone who's winning their third championship, that's meaningful. That's tied. It's a tied record in in the NCAA women's basketball history. It's it's how is that not getting more attention? It's it's I don't know, man. I mean, winning a winning as a female coach as I've gotten older has been more impressive to me because the men it's easy to corral these guys and get them psyched and get them hyped obviously these girls have been playing basketball their entire lives obviously they want to win and they're elite competitors and elite players but you know but just to keep to keep that mentality in there to grow female athletes you know and, and, and kind of teach them that yo you have a voice too or you know you matter you know just because people you're not the front page here like you should be you do matter and keeping that mentality high and keeping that alive, that's a taller task. They, 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 the odds are stacked against them because for guys, it's like, you know, we dream of that. When you're a five-year-old boy, you dream of the NBA, right? Even if you've like never even picked up a basketball before. Even if you're like me when at seven years old, you know you suck. You, yeah. You dream. You did NBA. pick up a basketball, but you shouldn't have. I shouldn't have, and I dreamed of the NBA still. You girls, still you still shouldn't pick up basketball. Girls are girls are not like that, you know, and and to kind of corral that. And it's changing that, though. It is changing. It's changing. It's changing. It should, and it's changing. And it should, and I'm glad it's changing. You know, that's what's up. I mean, it, 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 the girls, girls sports does matter, and maybe it's because I was raised in a family where my aunt was an elite athlete. You know, I kind of always felt that way, but now looking at it from like an analytic standpoint and talking to Taylor, our guest a couple of weeks ago. It, it really matters and what these people are doing is fantastic that game was awesome yeah so go check out the highlights if you hadn't but hit your free throws also hit your free throws because they're free um, but she's an unbelievable player too she was she stormed them back they went like on a 24 to like they, 4 they were down by 17 we were down by 17 she dropped like 12 points yeah like in a row or something it was like ridiculous what she was doing Congratulations to Baylor. Yeah, it's a it was a big weekend for the Big Twelve. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tex in the national championship. Baylor there. Great weekend. So congratulations, Lady Bears. Moving on to pack your bags. Pack your bags, Pete. Pack your bags. Go back to Nowheresville. Stick a fork in them. They're done. Pack your bags, Eric Musselman. Top one name in, in college basketball for coaches, uh, Buzz Williams and Mike Young. Uh, yeah, Mike Young uh, from Wofford. You know, he's, he coached there forever. He was from 2002 to 2019. That's a long time. I was in the second. We were in the second grade. Long time. Long time. He coached there. He's going to Virginia Tech. He's taking over Buzz Williams. He's going to coach his alma mater at A&M. Eric Musselman's leaving Nevada to go to Arkansas. Um, I, I love the move for Buzz Williams because you got to look at it this way. Virginia Tech, what he did there, he's built a very good program after coming over from Marquette, where he was there for six years. And he's built a great program, a competitive program in the ACC, which is brutal to do because you have to go against Virginia. You have to go against UNC. You have to go against Duke. And that's also like Florida State and Notre Dame and obviously Syracuse. And sometimes Miami. And sometimes Miami. ACC is brutally tough. I think it's the toughest conference in college basketball. That's without a doubt. Maybe in college sports. Maybe. It's t- that's a tough one to say, but to overtake, to win. It's consistently the hardest conference to win just in to, basketball. To With over- football, it, it flip-flops a lot because sometimes yeah. the Big Ten is sick. Sometimes the SEC is sick. I mean, I would sometimes say I think it's comparable. Sick. The ACC in basketball is the SEC of football. Yeah, yeah but over- the SEC of football hasn't been the SEC of football lately. The Big Ten's been sick. Uh, through bro, and through, minus, minus the fact that like Alabama, every, every, every year, bro, Alabama's there. They haven't been. They haven't been the SEC. And Georgia's, Georgia's knocking on the door. Yeah, and then and LSU is knocking on the door early in the season. And yeah, Auburn. But so is Ohio State. Ohio State's almost always there. They're always in. in the Ohio lab. State is the Alabama of the Big Ten. 
Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But and, always and knock the, on the, the door is Michigan, team and is always winning knock on the door is Penn State, and always knock on the door is Wisconsin. And yeah. it's like it, they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. It's, it's, it's top to bottom. It's heavier than I think top to bottom SEC is because like the bottom of SEC is not great. It's deeper, but the top of the SEC is better than the top of the Big Ten consistently. Okay. All right. And, but the ACC, to overtake a Duke or a UNC or even Virginia now, it, it's it's only, it's next to impossible because you're not going to out-recruit them. You're not going to do it until Shashevsky and Roy Williams leave. And Tony Bennett. Even when they do and leave. And You're not going to – like Buzz Williams, yeah, he's a good young coach. He's a, not young, but he's, he's a good coach. He's younger than these guys. But he's not going to out-coach any of these four dudes. He's not going to out-recruit any of these four guys. No. So what are you doing? You, you can't win there. You go to your alma mater. You go to A&M, which their athletic program, as a whole with Jimbo Fisher, it, it turns over a new face. It automatically becomes a more attractive place to go. And that sounds crazy because they're two different sports, but it's the truth. Right? He goes to Texas where he can really... Way really, bigger, way better basketball pipeline state to, to feed off of. Yeah, from, and then from he doesn't have to standpoint. play in the Big 12. He could play in the SEC. Yeah, the SEC has Kentucky. But Kentucky, as good of a coach as Calipari is, as good of a coach, as, as good of a recruiter he is, he just got a lifetime deal. They're not the Krzyzewski. They're not the Roy Williams. They just He's just not there with those two dudes. And he's not he, as good of a recruiter as he is. He's still beatable, you know? And yeah, Rick Barnes. But look, Rick Barnes shot up Tennessee and they're a powerhouse now. But he just shot him up. You know, LSU was shot up by Will Wade. These schools come. These schools pop up in the SEC. Georgia will come. Got, got Anthony Edwards. We'll see what they can do with Tom Crean next year. You know, and that's that's why I like Musselman going to Arkansas because he sees that these guys could dominate in the SEC with hard nose play. With hard nose play, you don't need the best recruits to dominate yeah, there. I don't know if I love the Musselman move from Nevada. I think what they were doing there. But he loses. His I guys. know he They're loses. Gone. I know he loses the brothers. Um. But I, I think that he kind of built them from the ground up, and now they're starting to click, and they might yeah. get more recruits. I mean, I, they're going to dominate the Mountain they, West forever. They, they did, they, had, they did, they did a good recruiting job last year, but this was their year, and they couldn't do it. I so think it's what, a, it's a, know? it's a somewhat it, you have a, you have a decision to make as a college basketball coach when you're at a mid major and you're dominating your conference, and you have this decision where it's like, do I go to a bigger conference and compete and kind of try and create what is then going to become. A powerhouse school, or do I stay like Mark Fuhrer does, you know, did and has been in his entire career, and just is a great Gonzaga head coach, and will and they will always be up there. They will always be competing. Yeah, and you have that decision here, and I think you know he wants to go. He wants to go to the bigger fish, which and I respect. Um, not it, like a it, sexy it, school at all. It's, not a, <laughs> it's a bigger. You know what it is though? It's a much bigger challenge as a coach. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you go win there, more he, money too. He, yeah, this is also a guy that was a head coach in the NBA. For two teams, he was the head coach for the Kings, and he was the head coach for the Warriors. It's not like these other two guys who have never coached the NBA. This guy, like Nevada, was a step down for him. Mm-hmm. Like as good of a school as Alabama is, it's a step down for Avery Johnson. Like it's like it's cool, you know. Herm Edwards at Arizona State, living it up, the, partying it up. It's not the NFL, you know. Yeah, it's it's. De- Steve Spurrier going to AAF. Lovey Smith going to <laughs> Illinois. It's like this. It's you know these guys want to. You always want to get back to prime time. You always want to get back to the show unless you're Nick Saban and you're really dominating over there. You know, so the, he, uh, I'm sure, eventually wants to get back to the NBA somehow, some way. And Arkansas is a better stepping stone than Nevada. If he can win at Arkansas, he got to pivot that to a better program or he can stay there and keep building that program up or he can go back to the NBA. It's a better stepping stone. So that's why I like it. I love the Buzz Williams move because I think he could do wonders at A&M. All it takes, I mean, for Will Wade, I mean, all it took was one big recruit and then the LSU Tigers are talked about as like, one of the best teams in the SEC. Yeah, it just took Ben Simmons. Before Ben Simmons had gotten there, you know where LSU basketball was? Nothing. Nowhere. Nowhere. It was nothing. Nothing. Like the same thing with like Alabama, Colin Sexton. Like you need one guy. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be able to do it. He 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 clearly. Bobby Portis was an Arkansas guy. Yeah, and Joe Johnson was an Arkansas guy. They've had guys come through there. They're not a bad basketball school. They're always like an eight or nine seed. Mm-hmm. And with him as the head coach, if he could take him to a four or five seed, not next year, but maybe the year after that, good for him. And I love Mike Young. Good for Mike Young getting going from Wofford getting a shot at Virginia Tech. I'm excited to see what he could do there. But yeah, that that would be that. College basketball coach in carousel. Yeah, college basketball coach in carousel. Uh, we got, real quick, though, um, look, I think we should close it out with who do you think is going to win? Uh, Texas Tech. I think, yeah, I, I think that Tech is also... No, I think that Virginia is going to win. I want Tech to win, though. I just... There's no way that Virginia... To me, loses after winning both those games. Ridiculous. Finish. No, I think Texas Tech wins. If the basketball gods are fair, then Tech will win. 
But if they're not, dude, they're going to go Virginia. But I think that Virginia's going to win. It's a better story, honestly, going from the disaster that was last year to this now. Oh, I'm just like, I'm, I couldn't sleep last night because of that game. I hate the fact that they lost on a three-pointer. We but, were so close to getting the foul. And it was a ticky-tack foul, too. Yeah, it was ticky-tack. But and he double dribbled. We were so close to getting the final we wanted with Auburn. Um, but and I really just wanted Bruce Pearl to get it. But um, but yeah, I think the I think Virginia and Tony Bennett are gonna win it. I think they're gonna win it too. Yeah. And it's, I think Tech's exciting. I think Owens played a hell of a game after coming back from injury, and he's lethal when he's on the pain. Mooney can light it up. Yeah, he had a fantastic game. He outplayed McQuaid, a guy you love. Yeah. And then Culver was he's just quietly dominant. But so is DeAndre he, Hunter. No. They did so well with Culver not even sc- what did he? Sc- I guess he scored at the end of that game. Yeah, he gets like he's like he, he just when he needs. But they to shut him down, and Tech was still they were still up by like thirteen, and Culver had three points. Yeah. Also, here's the classic sirens yeah, you know, in the background. You know what's funny is when I started this episode, I'm gonna say I'm gonna pay homage and be like, "Oh, we didn't hear any sirens for the first time in Cherry Stripe history." But you know what? At the end of this episode, at 49 minutes, we hear sirens. It's crazy. It is the, the amount of crime that goes on in Los Angeles. Is ridiculous. Like you look at your life problems, you go, "Thank God I'm not involved in that." Yeah, I don't know if it's all crime. I mean, it could be anything. Fires. Definitely could be accidents. I, I mean, I on my way here, on my way back from the Lakers game, my Uber driver got rear-ended, so I'm a little concussed. I Are think. you gonna get free Uber credit? You have to. There's Lyft, so we'll see what happens. That, that's really interesting. <laughs> Lyft's a little cheaper. If Lyft cheap, wants dude. to sponsor the charity stripe, then we can work out a deal. Then we can figure something then out. Then we won't because my whiplash is a little. <clears throat> my neck's a little stiff. Neck's a little stiff. <laughs> Say that. Um, but uh, Josh, why don't you close us out? Close us out. All right. So I think we have two Virginia, one Texas Tech. It's gonna be a great college basketball game. It's gonna be a low scoring one. I think it's like the lowest over under in college basketball. Yeah, Texas defense is so good, and so is Virginia. So I'm pumped to watch that one. And the fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, because the Masters is coming up this weekend. Oh, we're just going to sit and watch golf all weekend. It is going to be so nice. Starting Thursday, yeah. Starting Thursday, baby. And hit your free throws, guys. Why? Oh, because they're free. We out here. We love you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube